Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, today we got special guest to me, um, somebody that actually, Kevin, you know, you've essentially were my first baseball player I ever worked with. Did you know that? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin Gosman, welcome to the welcome to the Push Performance Podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, who who are you, Kevin? Uh, Kevin Gosman, I'm a right-handed pitcher uh, now for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, grew up in Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, obviously that's our connection with each other. Uh, our families have known each other for a long time, but um, I went to high school at Grandview High School in, in just outside of Denver and uh, went to LSU for college and drafted by the Orioles. Uh, I made my debut in uh, 2013. Um, hopped around from a couple different teams since then and um, was last two years with the Giants uh, in San Francisco. And um, yeah. Now you're with the Blue Jays. And now I'm with the Blue Jays. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. So I've been, uh, been around for a little bit, you know, hopped around and, um, you know, done everything that you could possibly do from, uh, you know, relieving, starting, um, you know, first time pitching in the postseason was out of the bullpen and um, feel like I've done a lot, uh, you know, um, a lot of different roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's helped you a little bit in your career? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I always tell people, I think I learned how to pitch in the big leagues, uh, pitching out of the bullpen in the big leagues. And, um, you know, when I came up as a starter, just my first you know, five, seven starts, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty eye-opening, you know, and I needed to make some changes and, um, you know, it was pitching pretty timid to guys and um, went to the bullpen, you know, the rest of that year and started the bullpen the next season as well. And, um, you know, I feel like I learned how to attack hitters at, at that level, um, you know, in the bullpen and just have that bulldog mentality and, and take that to starting. I, I mean, I feel like you've always had that mentality, truthfully, just watching you pitch in high school and at LSU, right? Especially at LSU, you're like the fuck you, like kind of attitude. You know what I mean? Where like, here's my, my best shit, hit it, you know? And um, do you think you kind of got away from that a little bit? Or do you, do you feel like you just like, was it just a different level of competition? Like what was, what was the difference you think? You know, I think it was a mixture of both, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, I think when you're a young guy and, and get to the big leagues, uh, you know, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, the first time that I faced some of those big name guys, it was, uh, it was like, you know, you want me to throw a fastball in to Miguel Cabrera? You know, it's like the only pitches I've seen that, that do that, you know, get hit over the fence. So it took me a little while to kind of, um, get out of the mentality of thinking so much about who I was facing and just worrying more about myself and, and executing pitches. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it took me years to, to be able to do that, but, you know, also I think the level of competition, you know, I, I came from double a and, um, you know, had a really good streak at the time was, was punching out a lot of guys, not locking anybody, filling up the strike zone and, and came to the big leagues, you know, trying to do the same thing. And it was almost like, I was in the zone way too much. You know, I learned I learned pretty quickly that um, you can't just throw pound strikes to those guys, you know, because um, if pitches are in the zone, then then they're going to be able to get to them. And 
uh, I didn't really realize that because I was having so much success in double A. And so, um, you know, it took me a while until I got to the big leagues to, to understand like when to pitch out of the zone. And, um, you know, I would just throw strikes all the time and, you know, it didn't, didn't work out too good. So when, when do you think it like, it, I mean, last two seasons have been elite, right? Like you crushed it the last two, two years and I mean, earned a great contract out of it and sets yourself up, you know, to be in a situation this off season where essentially, obviously you've never been before because your first year out of arbitration, but you know, what, what kind of clicked over the last two years, like saying what you're saying now, like what clicked essentially over the last two, like last two seasons, like, was it a, a coach on the a manager on the giants or a pitching coach of the giants? Well, I mean, what is it? Some of them you figured out on your own, like what kind of just clicked all of a sudden this year or last year? You know, so, I mean, honestly, I think it goes back to 2019. Um, so I was with the Braves at the time, uh, was really struggling. Um, you know, essentially they put me on the DL cause, uh, you know, they were like, you have to be hurt. You know, if, if you're doing this bad, like something's got to be wrong. And so they put me on the DL and, uh, you know, sent me to Orlando, Florida, well, Northport, their new uh, facility. And, um, you know, I just kind of like went down to ground zero and started thinking about my delivery and what I wanted it to be like and, and felt like, uh, you know, I just wasn't getting the most out of my body and, and uh, the strength that I did have, I felt like I was getting away from it. And, um, felt like I was getting more away from, you know, like you said, the picture that I was in college where it was like, here it is, you know, it's a pretty aggressive, uh, you know, movement towards home, like everything's coming at you, you know, arms, legs, you know, not much, not much ass, but it's coming at you. you know? <laughs> so, you know, it, I just kind of got away from that for whatever reason. And, um, you know, I had a couple of people just tell me to, try to be as athletic as you can be. And, um, you know, I had been playing catch with Sean Newcomb uh, with the Braves when I was there. And, you know, the ball just explodes out of his hand. And it looks like, you know, he has this weird kind of leg kick where he kicks his leg out. And and I was like, that's what I want. Like, that's smooth. I want it to, like, look just like that, but right-handed. And so I literally took a mirror and recorded a lot of, a lot of him on YouTube and started, you know, uh, seeing what it looked like as a right-hander and, you know, essentially kind of built my, my delivery from the ground up, um, was throwing bullpens and, um, you know, trying to throw a, a curveball and a cutter when I was there, which, um, you know, actually helped me out a lot because it got me to kind of really stay behind the ball. Um, but didn't really use any of those, you know, weapons when I got back to the big leagues, but, uh, you know, I was throwing bullpens there and, and I just started noticing like the ball was just exploding, like at the plate, you know, it was riding up in the zone and I got back to the big leagues with the Braves and, um, you know, I had my first start back. I, I crushed it. I think I went like seven shot against the nationals, like two hits and 10 punch outs. And I was like, wow, you know, this is, <laughs> this is it. My next, my next two starts weren't very good. And I actually ended up getting, DFA and then went to the Reds and um you know the pitching coach was like had a couple of little things for me um you know but I think that what I've done the last two years really goes back to that time of being in Florida you know by myself um you know just working trying to figure something out and you know uh just 
just like wholly focusing on being like the best that I can be and really having that time to be able to uh, change things. But, you know, I also had two pitching coaches there with me that uh, were with me with Orioles, and that's Dave Wallace and Dom Chidi. Um, they both worked for the Braves at the time. And, you know, having those two guys there definitely helped because, you know, they were, they were, you know, gave me that affirmation that like, Hey, this like the ball is jumping out of your hand. Like whatever you're doing right now, just keep doing it. Um, you know, it didn't work out with the Braves, but went to the Reds and, um, you know, DJ Johnson, their pitching coach was unbelievable and just had a couple little things for me about, uh, my eyesight picking up my picking up the glove sooner and and you know from then on really my I noticed my command just went back to what it was you know uh, early in my career and and that was you know being able to throw the ball where I wanted to and uh, you know and then I think just uh, over the last two years just realizing what I do really well and just not trying to get away from that at all you know which um, you know, sometimes in this game, you butt heads with people because, uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm a two pitch guy pretty much. And so uh, I have to really stand my ground sometimes and, and say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not, not going to stay. I'm not going to, you know, go away from it at all um, because that's what's been working for me, especially the last two years. And so um, but it, it's just been a gradual, um, you know, just uh, development really over the last i mean really nine years you know it, it yeah. starts from from the day you get drafted but you know i think back to my delivery when i made my debut and it's night and day from what it is right now and i've probably had six or seven different ones you know since i've been <laughs> in the big leagues and so um you know it just took me a little bit longer to kind of figure out what uh what i needed to do to to be successful absolutely i i, I always try and tell like the high school kids that we work with or the other pro guys we work with, right. It's like y'all just build your success off of the failures that you have. Right. So like for me personally, like I built, you've seen it like with me, like when we started training, we can talk about it later. Like I was in a warehouse store and I mean warehouse, we were in like a office building. Remember that? So like mm -hmm. learning from like those mistakes I made early in my training career and like the shit I had you doing as a, as an athlete and, like not looking at so much like the movement quality stuff, but like looking at it as like as a whole, like all the, all the success I have now is because of the failures I had before. Right. And a lot of people just think that going, you know, you seeing Kevin sign this big deal, like was just been easy for you. That's not the case whatsoever. You know what I mean? No, I mean, definitely not. Uh, you know, I've, I've done, like I said earlier, I've been, I've been the best pitcher on my team and I've been the worst pitcher on my team and, you know, I've done everything in between. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the first things I tell some of these young kids, um, you know, that I see come up, it's like, don't, don't focus so much on the results, you know, just, just, uh, go about your business, do things the right way, like work hard. And before you know it, you're going to look up and, you know, you're going to have three years in the big leagues and, and and really you learn more in the off season than you do during the season you know you get that you know for me it was always on the drive home after the season to really kind of think about you know what i learned over the season uh what i need to be better at what i did really well um you know and and you just learn more looking back on things than you do when you're in the moment you know mm -hmm. when you're in the moment it's just kind of 
and especially in the big leagues when you're a young player, it's just survival mode. You know, it's it's get through get through this week. All right, I got through this week. Like they haven't optioned me yet. You know, <laughs> well, so and so just got hurt. Like, all right, they're probably gonna option me, and then you're sweating for three, four days. You know, it's it's a stressful time, and <clears throat> not just a player's career, but just in in you know a lot of these guys' lives uh, coming up there. You know, in their early twenties and. I'm still trying to figure out who they are and, and asked to do a lot. So it's uh, a lot of pressure for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you also got to take into factors of like the external factors of stressors too, with family stuff. And, you know, you had to leave in the middle of this year, right? You had a couple, you had like a bad start. And then the Giants were like, what the fuck's going on, Kevin? Like I just had to fly home. My wife was in the hospital about to have a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people don't see these things, you know, like, Oh, Kevin had a bad start here that blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's other factors in life than just the game, right? Like this is your full-time job. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like you go to well, work every day, you having two daughters and you know, this, this is what you do. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you know, <clears throat> you were a baseball player too. It's, you have to be able to, you know, like find a way to make it work you know, and, and whatever you're going to be thrown different things, especially the last couple of years with COVID and everything. It's like, you know, there's no excuses. It doesn't matter. Like everyone, everybody's gym got shut down, you know, like nobody had a throwing partner. So there's no excuses, you know? And um, I think some of that was good for young guys, you know, who got their first taste last year in the shortened season. It was almost like there wasn't as much pressure, you know, there's no, there's nobody in the stands. So like, how is someone going to be getting on you for going over four when there's nobody in the stands, you know? And so some of these guys, I'm sure last season, it was, you know, pretty eye opening. like, Oh, like you can hear everything that these guys are saying, you, you know? And uh, that's another learning point of just being able to kind of tune it out and, um, you know, laugh at some of the things that you're going to hear because, you know, you're not going to be able to, not hear stuff you know i still hear everything and um a lot of it just makes me laugh now what's what was the best thing you heard this year i mean i usually hear something about like if it's windy at all they're like gosman you're gonna blow off the mound you know like say something <laughs> about me being skinny or um you know it's usually always something about me being skinny you know or like calling me gas can i get gas can a lot um you know from visiting places and um i mean everybody pronounces my name wrong and so it's it's it just kind of makes me laugh some of the some of the stuff that you hear from the from the stands what's the what's the uh toughest park you played at like what's the fans wise uh you know boston's pretty like when boston's good I mean, there it's always packed at Fenway, but when Boston's good, um, I mean their fans are on you, especially like pregame. You're warming up, and I mean if they wanted to, they could just reach out and like knock your hat off your head. You know, it's they're just like that close. And so, yeah. um, you know, I would say there, and then Yankee Stadium too. But you know, Yankee Stadium once you get around the dugout, it's all the seats are so expensive that there's not really like true fans around the dugout. It's, it's all people in like suits and ties and, you know, a corporate like dinner that turned into, Hey, I got Yankees tickets, you know? And yeah. 
So it's really not like the same as, you know, you hear people talk about old Yankee stadium and how much of a home field advantage it was. And I didn't get to play there, but I feel like it's not, it's nothing like it used to be. So, I mean, now you, did, now you elected to go back to those stadiums. That's, that was smart being back in that whole East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know Great what I was choice. thinking. Great but I choice. mean, it, 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 if you don't like banter, you know, like, Oh yeah. You gotta love when a guy's yelling at you and then you punch somebody out and then you know, or like a guy's screaming at you and then you get that big hit. Like the first thing you're gonna do is try to find that guy, yep. you know, and just kinda look at him and be like, I Point want him. you know, like yeah. um uh, and so if if you don't like that, I mean you're probably not gonna do much in have the big it. leagues to be honest. Yeah, you're not having any success at all. Yeah. Yeah. What uh what, what, like, now let's talk about your offseason stuff and, like, how we work together. Um, you know, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, like, you're somebody special to me, right? Uh, you, you're the only athlete we have that has trained at every single location, every single facility that we've had, which is pretty cool. Right? That is cool. Yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you're literally the only, the only one. And we were working together, like, what, right? We started working, like, professionally together when you're in college. Is that right? Or the high school? Uh, yeah, probably freshman year of college, or maybe yeah. even high school. Yeah. So, like, I want you to talk about that first location. Nobody understands that shit. That location where we did like that little dungeon area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it had like one one fifth of it was like a little boxing area. Yeah. It was actually like really cool. Like we used to do some boxing stuff in there, but yeah, I mean, it was in. Um, it was in uh, the tech center in in Denver, and it was like in the basement of like a corporate building, and you'd see people like during lunchtime like leaving in their suits and ties and stuff. Um, but you just go down the stairs and like you wouldn't even know it was there. Um, no. You know, you'd walk right by it. But yeah, I mean, you know, Demarius Thomas tra- trained there too. I was thinking about that the yeah. other day. Um, you know, and so uh, yeah, I mean, talk about like. I think the ceiling was like eight foot tall. Like you couldn't really do much. Like, yeah, you couldn't do anything vertical in there. Like box jumps might've been like a stretch. Especially for Um, your ass. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it was, uh, it was a great little spot. I mean, we had, we had some good times in there. I remember, I remember we were working out there and your brother came one day and asked why I was training your left arm. Remember that? Yeah, who is a prof- was a professional athlete himself, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> he was doing Kevin was doing like rows or something like that. He goes, "Why do you have him train his left arm? Like, because he needs to be stable and needs to be strong, oh, both yeah. balanced on both sides. Like, he needs to hold stability in his glove side. Like, God, Brian, I had, yeah, you're my friend, bro. But Jesus, that was a dumb question, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. I remember that. <laughs> and then. From there, we moved into that place where you can get like rabies and MRSA and and all that, and uh, kind of by the tech center too, off of uh, Rappo Road. Remember that spot? Yeah, I remember that. Dog, <laughs> shit was crazy. I was so then there, like when you know, I got to spend a little more like a winter with you there, here and there, right? And um, you know, then we went to off Kyline Road. That's where like you, you got drafted, I believe, is when uh, when we we're off of Kyline Road and. I'd spend a couple of weeks with you during the off seasons. And this is like what our 10th off season together, ninth off season, something like that. Yep. 10, Just I think. 
crazy. Maybe we should take a pic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, why, what, what has, you know, talk, talk about like what we do, push, why do you trust myself or my team or, or us, obviously being family friends and all, but like, like what, what is, keeps you coming back? Cause if I, if I wasn't doing my job, obviously you'd let me know. Right. Um, so like what, what, what gives you the confidence in what we're doing? I guess is the question. Yeah. I mean, I think from day one, it's always been, uh, you know, to speak just for you, DJ, uh, I feel like you've always been wanting to learn more and wanting to, you know, gain more knowledge. And, um, you know, anytime you have someone who you've known for a long time that gets into something that you're going to be doing, you know, there's going to be people that are going to question it, you know, and, um, you know, it took me a a little while to take you seriously too, you know, to be honest, just because, our relationship. So, um, you know, but after a while, when I realized, you know, how much, uh, what you were saying wasn't just BS, you know, it wasn't just big numbers and, you know, serratus this and, you know, AC joint that, and, uh, you know, all that, it was, uh, you know, it was actually like knowledgeable. And, um, you know, for me, when I started noticing that it was, um, a lot of the movements that I was going to be doing. And uh, when I think about even when I was in college at LSU, you know, we did a lot of Olympic lifts and it was, it was like everybody did the same thing. You know, the, the Friday night starting pitcher did the same thing as the catcher, you know, same exact workout, like no specialized workouts, which, you know, no fault to them. It's just, you know, it's hard to do when you have an entire team, like to make individual workouts for each guy, like, you know, as a, as a strength coach at the university, I think that's kind of asking a lot for, for a guy to do that. And so, uh, when I started noticing that our workouts were more specific to, you know, landing on one leg and, and doing, getting yourself in these positions that you're going to be doing, you know, 125 times, you know, every five days, uh, you know, it, it just kind of reassured me that I was, you know, on the right track. And then really from day one, it, you know, knock on wood, I've always been been healthy, you know, and always been able to go into spring training, you know, in the in, you know, a perfect situation and um, feeling really good, especially in my lower half. And, you know, I've had some arm arm stuff over the years just you know in spring training like my shoulder flaring up but it's never been anything to where you know i i couldn't couldn't do spring training you know i was limited so much that uh i was gonna miss a lot of time and so you know over my career i made uh you know at one point i made 100 straight starts made and so uh you know, um, not that all the starts were great, you know, and probably some of them I shouldn't have started, you know, with being banged <laughs> up and, you know, just all the things that, that happened throughout the season. But, you know, that's just part of my mentality. I, I believe in like you take the ball every five days, no matter what. But I was never, I always felt like our workouts and everything that we did in the off season just allowed me to have the foundation to like, all right, this is, this is what it's going to be like, this is what it's going to take for me to get through the whole season. And, you know, the more and more that I do it, the more I learn, uh, you know, do I need a little bit more single leg stuff than maybe someone else? Or, you know, do I want to do more plyo days? Like, you know, it's all about finding out what works for you. And, you know, as you know, like 
no no two pitchers are the same like i don't care who you are you know you could throw the exact same as somebody else but your genetic makeup is gonna be completely different like you could throw 50 pitches right next to a guy who throws just like you and throw 50 pitches and and you might feel Mm -hmm. like complete shit the next day and he might feel fine you know it's just a matter of like a lot of different factors that go into it and um, you know, the, the older that I get, the more I realize it's not all about strength. You know, when I was young, it was like, all right, like sumo deadlift, throw on as much as I can. Cause I don't know why, but like, I just want to like, this will look good in a video, you know? <laughs> and so like, <laughs> you know, just honestly, and, and now, uh, it's more about like moving well and my body moving well and working well together and just everything being in sync as opposed to just trying to get as strong as I could. Yeah. I think keyword for you is like some of your goals this off season for me to you were, you know, recapture that movement quality. Right. And, you know, we, you had a little bit of that hip stuff going on this year that we were able to, to battle through and, you know, you, you just being able to know what's kind of being in tune with your body and just knowing, you know, why it's happening, I guess. Right. Um, if you look at like your movement capabilities on the mound, it's just like, all right, like, you know, my, I had that delayed glove tap this year that when I got into trouble, it caused me to slow down. My back hip extension got worse. So, you know, like, all right, let's speed you up a little bit. Let's make you fast again. Let's make you athletic again. You know, I, I'm not giving you a compliment here, but like guys always ask me like, who's the most athletic pitcher you have? I go top three would probably be like Griffin Jacks, Kevin Gosman, and probably, I don't want to say Logan Webb. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, uh, you know, like you and Griff are like are two of the top most most athletic guys we have, truthfully. You know, and you know, just getting if you take a, a, that athleticism away from somebody, you're gonna do more harm than good, right? So it's like, hey, I want to lift heavy, yeah, but like we gotta stay strong. We gotta stay strong in a way where you can stay athletic, though. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing for you is to keep that athleticism. You were a two sport athlete. You're good at bas, okay at basketball. I mean, um. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like you, you you did other things besides baseball you were an athletic guy we played basketball all the time growing up you know um so just keeping that athleticism is key you know yeah but you know I think that's one of the hardest things to do during the season is to stay athletic because you know as a pitcher you get so caught up in you know moving one direction if you're right-handed you know you're you're used to looking like this to, you know and and you do something so much that uh, if you're not, you know, really on top of what you're doing, uh, you can create bad habits really easily. And, um, you know, you just, that that's, like I said, you just have to really be on top of it and, and make sure that what you're doing is right. Um, you know, and that that's just more time than anything, you know. Um, you know, you talk to guys and it's like, well, you know, how did this guy like figure it out? Well, it was like, well, after his third year, he changed this, you know, no one is ever like, Oh, well, I've done the same thing since the day I got to the big leagues. Like that's not, I mean, maybe some guys, but not me, you know? And so like, that's just more about figuring out, you know, and it's all about like, you know, like the sports gene book, I feel like they talk about, you know, to be a professional tennis player, it's like 10,000 hours of like, you know, tennis instruction. And it's like, I feel the same way. It's probably like a thousand pitches or something for 
you know, at the, at like the major league level. And then, and then, you know, you kind of grow into like learning more and just figuring more out, you know, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, yeah, the, the pitching motion has the most, it's the most violent movement in all of sport, right? Even more than getting hit by a linebacker in the NFL, right? It's the most violent pattern and also the, the highest, you know, the highest what would, degree of difficulty, I guess would be, right? Where it has to stay consistent with stuff. Um, so like, it's so hard, like you're moving so fast. And so there's so minute changes, like what during the course of the year keeps you, you know, locked in, right? What keeps you, what, what keeps you athletic? What keeps you, what do you do? What's your, during this? Well, I mean, for me, like the, especially the last couple of years, it's been shagging, you know, trying to shag every single day and like, you know, um, and sometimes, I mean, to be honest, sometimes like I, I'll run and catch a ball and I'm like, oh man, that did not feel good. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll like get in some positions and catch a ball or like reach for a ball and it doesn't always feel great, but you know, it's something that I have to like force myself to do. Cause I know it just keeps me athletic and it keeps me like, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be as athletic and like move as free and easy as I can possibly do. And, you know, the days where I feel like super sluggish, those are the days I, I have to shag even more because like I almost have to like break it down to like build it back up, you know, whereas I think a lot of guys, you know, it's the day after they started and like they've worked out and they've already ran stuff. Um, I think they just shut it down, you know, they don't even play catch and, you know, then the next day they feel even worse. And it's like, if you don't get out and move around, like, the more you move, the the quicker you're going to recover. You know, that's the way I look at it. And so, like, you know, even if I just – I'll just – some days it's, like, super hot. I'll just throw on, like, two hoodies and go out there and shag because I'm like, all right, I want to sweat a little bit more. And so it's just like, you know, and maybe that doesn't work for everybody, but, you know, it works for me. And, um, you know, the managers don't always like it, you know, because, you, you know, like I said, something could easily, easily happen, you know, and you can blame yeah. on your ankle or – or something but you know for me it's like i i'd rather be athletic than just sitting inside and like what are you gonna do on on inside just like sit on your phone you know like i'd rather be outside and like you know honestly the way i look at it is like baseball is not gonna last forever and so i just try to soak in as much of those like rare moments especially when like nobody shags anymore so it's like you got the whole outfield you can literally like run everything down if you wanted to so it's like why wouldn't you like take advantage like your 12 year old self would like kick your ass if if, yeah yeah, if you didn't take advantage of that so you know it's uh it's just cool and some places you go it's like you're out in center field and it's like man you know like every time i go to anaheim i'm like mike trout is out here just chilling like (laughs) this is where the best one of the best players ever plays you know like it's just it's a cool thing. And so just try to take advantage of it as much as I can. Webby wants to say hi to you. I'm way better at shagging than you. Oh, come on, guy. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I had to go good. get this lift at least. Yeah. Try to be big like you. Yeah, that's saw right. How skinny he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about like, what's your, what's your routine like throughout the course of the year? Like, know a lot of guys talk about that right where you know you like to feel that comfort 
that comfort zone where it's like you know what to expect every day. Um, you know, like Logan in his podcast talked about, I know you called him out on it, but you know, how he likes to start the same time every day and do all that kind of stuff. You know, what's what what is your what does your shit look like building up to the week? Like I know we're lifting day after games and stuff like that, but you know, what is what's your like the day the start look like and the rest of the week look like? Yeah, so I mean <laughs> the day of my start, uh, you know, I, I used to be like get as much sleep as I could, but you know, now I got two kids, so it's like I'm up I'm up early. You know, it's there's no more sleeping in, but um you know, I like to just kind of take it easy. Uh, I try to eat as big of a lunch as I can just because I know the closer it gets to game time, I'm probably not going to be able to eat. Uh, that's just like the way I am. And I feel like I move a lot better if I'm not, you know, like weighted down. Um, but then I'll get to the park, you know, probably four hours before the game, three hours before the game. Um, you know, try to eat something light, just like some fruit. Um you know, fruit, eat a, eat a banana, like get some, maybe a protein shake in me, um, you know, and then really like two hours before game time is when I start my routine. Um, you know, from then on it's, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, within a two minute, you know, gap. And so it's, uh, you know, get in the hot tub for 10 minutes, get out, you know, rub myself down with, you know, cream of Jesus and, 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 uh, you know, go to my locker, throw everything on. Um, you know, my big thing is I have to be dressed in my uni an hour before the game. Like that's like, if that, if that ever doesn't happen, like I'm, I'd probably be rattled, you know, that's just like, I like to be in my Jersey an hour before. And so, um, you know, after I rub myself down, I go throw on my pants and, you know, a shirt, uh, come in, get a lower body stretch, get a shoulder stretch. That's usually you know 15 minutes um and then from there i go and do my dynamic warm-up myself uh you know put on put on some music really kind of get in the zone that's usually about 15 20 minutes i do that what are you listening to what you know to? uh the last two years it's been like rock and roll so a lot of like pink floyd um you know some eagles like uh it's funny because crawford would always put on a uh, little wayne in the in the locker room for me but then i do i'd listen to my own music in the in the weight room and so we got little wayne radio going on and then we got like the eagles going on like not too far from it and so he always thought that was funny and um would come in on my start days and be like did you put this song on i'd be like yeah and he was like you know he's a big yeah. rock guy so that's what we were listening but, uh, to when we were golfing at his, at his golf course. It didn't yeah. help him that game day, though. Kicked his ass in golf. I had to drop that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. so after that, I'm probably about 35 minutes. Or, like, I'm, like, 40, 40 minutes before game. I'll get on the bike for five minutes. Um, I like to, like, really pick one spot on the ground and, and look at it for at least, like, three minutes. That's just try to think about every pitch like coming out of my hand um visualize that as like home plate but don't let anything like distract me whether someone like come tries to come up and talk to me like for those three minutes like i'm looking at that one spot um just trying to get locked in and then hop off of there uh, i call it my wind walk which is my walk out to to go warm up that's my wind walk and so 
uh, go to my locker, get my glove, um, you know, say a quick little thing and then uh, run out there, smack my glove a couple of times. And then that's my wind walk, uh, walking to, to go warm up. And I'm out there 35 minutes before stretch for, for, you know, five and then start throwing. Uh, I'm a quick thrower. So, uh, you know, I really only need like seven minutes to play catch and then get on the mound and, um, you know, once, once you get to that moment, it's like, you know, whatever we got, we're, we're going into it with this. And, um, you know, that's my whole like effort mentality. Um, you know, from here on out, it's just about competing. How about, how about the day after the start? So you, you, I mean, I know like AD at, at LSU talked about to you a lot about like flushing, like your, your starts, right? Whereas like you went on a flush run or whatever it was, but it wasn't about flushing the body, it was about flushing the mind, right? Where you had a good start, you know, if you had a start, flush it, that didn't happen, right? On to the next, you know? Um, what's what's your mentality going into the next day? Like, I know we're lifting, we're doing other things, but, you know, what are you thinking about? What are you doing to prepare your body to, for the rest of the week? Yeah, so I mean, honestly, uh, my mindset is kind of different every time you know, uh, depending on what happened the night before, you know, and what happened in the game the, the day before. And so, uh, you know, really it's, it's all right. You know, we had a great start. Like, what did we do well? And so the whole time I'm warming up, I'm working out, I'm thinking about, you know, you know, all right, I made that big pitch, you know, to the two, one count against so-and-so that got the ground ball that ended the fifth inning. Like that was the big spot in the game. You know, like, all right. And then you kind of like, all right, good job. But then for me, it's like I use that whole day after to kind of think about the last start. But then once the game starts that day, it's 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 over with. You know, you don't even talk about it. Um, and I just feel like that's the best way to kind of like quickly turn the page and, and move on and focus on, um, you know, the next team I'm going to face. And then – you know, that next day is when I'll start looking at, all right, who am I going to face next? Like, all right, the angels, like, then I'll start thinking about the guys that I'm going to face. And then the next day, that day three is my pen day. So, you know, I wake up that day and it's like, all right, pen day, I'm facing these guys. This is what I'm going to do on my pen day to make sure that, you know, on Friday or whenever I'm facing them, you know, this is where I'm going to be at. And then going after that, I mean, you're not doing much after the pen, right? Your next day would be like a low day. Yeah, my next day is, you know, as light as it gets for during the season. It's, you know, play catch, uh, do some soft tissue, and then, um, you know, do sprints and and call it a day. Then then off to the start of the next day, right? Yeah. Sweet. Um so what are, what are you excited about Toronto? I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, what is, what's your biggest – first of all, I t- I've talked to you about this a little bit, but, like, what was your biggest draw to Toronto, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a lot. They're, like, they're going to be good. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I think – yeah, I think there's a lot to, like, about um, where the Blue Jays are at right now. You know, I yeah. think uh, a lot of young talent that they have, some of the arms that they have um, – you know, Nate Pearson, he's, you know, he's an exciting young R that, you know, when you watch him throw, it's, he's throwing a hundred, but it looks like he's throwing 105. And, 
Um, you know, they got Alec uh, Manoa, and, you know, he's got a really good breaking ball, like big body guy, um, you know, really can spin the ball really well, really good sinker. Um, you know, they locked up Jose Barrios long-term. You know, he's an established guy that's going to come at you with, you know, three, four really nasty pitches and always goes deep into the game. And, um, and then you got Hung Su Ryu, you know, uh, another – veteran guy who's established, you know, I think two years ago he was in the Cy Young, um, you know, talk. And so, um, you know, for me, it's just kind of looking at all those guys, uh, you know, when it got close to, to which team it was going to be, it was, all right, I started looking at the other starters in the rotation and like, how would I fit in? And, and none of them do what I do, you know, none of them pitch up in the zone, really. They're all sinker guys who, you know, really spin the ball well or, um, you know, uh, have some deception in their delivery, you know, side to side guys. And so it was like, man, like that, I could feel like, you know, you put me in the middle of all those guys, you know, in a, in a weekend series, like that'd be a tough, you know, tough pill for all these teams. And so, um, you know, but, uh, looking at the organization, they have a great reputation and, uh, they have a brand new facility in Dunedin, which is, uh, I mean, incredible. It looks like a, a space station, and it's just uh it's it's phenomenal and the size of it you know they have covered infields um you know but you could probably hit a fly ball you know 200 feet in the air and not hit the roof and so uh you know just really cool uh, a lot of cool exciting things that they're doing um the rogers center is, has always been a a cool place for me to play i made my debut in toronto and so um you know, it's uh, it's just a really cool, cool, like vibrant city. Um, you know, when the Blue Jays are good, like that's all anybody's talking about during the summer, you know, because there's there's no. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, especially in Toronto, you walk around the city like they know who's in town. They know who's starting that game, you know, and if it's one of their guys, like that's all they're talking about is like, oh, you know, when they I remember when they had David Price. uh you know, we were playing them and it was the end of September. And I mean, you're walking around the city and everybody's just like, you know, we got, we got price going tonight. We got price going tonight, you know? And I just thought it was like one of the coolest things. And, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in the AL East, so I know all those places and, you know, it's a really fun division to be in and uh, it's, it's cutthroat for sure. I mean, it's probably one of the most cutthroat, like sink or swim divisions in baseball. You know, you're either going to strive or, or, uh, you know, you're going to get uh, humbled pretty quickly. And so um, really looking forward to going back there. You know, uh, I feel like since I left the AL East, I've, I've become a completely different pitcher and kind of changed uh, the entire course of my career. And so, you know, looking forward to taking that knowledge and, and going back and facing some of those same lineups. 100%. I mean, I'm excited for you to go back to Baltimore and just be like, you know, show out a little bit on them. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I'm I'm excited for. Are you, I mean, are you are you pretty excited to go back there and just like you know just show show them who you are now, like you just said? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, like I said earlier, I feel like it it's taken me a little while to kind of figure out what uh, you know what makes me click and what makes me you know at my best. And so, um, yeah, looking forward to going back there. And uh, opening weekend is there, so. Okay. You know, it'll be cool to have opening day there, um, but on the other side, you know, it'll be a little weird. I haven't been back there since, so it'll be it'll be a little odd, but 
you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I did have a question. What is it weird be looking around the, the clubhouse and be like, dude, I'm the veteran right now. Like, <laughs> you know, is that, that's weird. Right. Cause I look at you like as a five-year-old kid still, right. Where it's, you know, you're just a little shithead Kevin, you know, and like now you're like a veteran in the clubhouse. Guys are looking up to you to learn from, right. Like going to be picking your brain. Like you used to pick other guys' brains, right? Like, are you like that's the role that you're going to be with Toronto essentially? You know, like, is that is that weird for you? Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, you know, I feel like every team I've been on, I've I've usually been one of the younger pitchers on a team, and so uh, to go from you know that to now I'll be I think the second oldest in the rotation. Um, you know, but time wise you know, pretty high up on the team in, in regards to like service time, um, you know, so yeah, it'll be a little weird at first, uh, you know, but um, I feel like one of the biggest things that you can do as a veteran guy is to just like not change anything, you know, just like keep being the same guy you've always been um, because they're going to, they're going to notice that you're genuine and that, uh, you know, you're not just trying to like, do shit for them to like notice or like show them, well, this is what I do. You know, you guys are all doing this, but this is what I do. Like, I just think it's, uh, that's one of the worst things you can do. And so, um, I guess I'll, I just try to be open, you know, and it, like, I love talking baseball. And so I'm an open book, you know, any questions that like a young kid has, like, uh, I might not have the answer, but you know, we can talk it out and I'll probably know somebody who, would have the answer you know or could kind of put us on the, the path to finding the right answer and so um you know just try to be uh there for those guys when they need them you know and uh when they want to vent and talk like because it's going to happen you know they're going to have they're going to have nights where they text you and like hey you know what room are you in you know and those are the, those are like the nights that um you know you kind of create the team bond that you know, those guys know no matter what happens, like in the game, you know, say a guy's running out there towards them, like we're all going to be right there. You know, there's no like we're all in the trenches together. And so um, the quicker you can let those young guys know that you have their back and, and are going to be there for them, you know, not when things are just great all the time. Uh, I think the more you're going to get out of them. 100%. 100%. That's all I had for you, Kev. You got any questions for me? We can reverse the role if you want. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I wish you had told me. I would have, I would have written something down. I know. I probably wouldn't answer. You probably would have came up with some, like, weird riddle or some shit. I'm like, I don't know. You make it look like an idiot. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, man. I'm really thankful to be a part of, you know, your whole career with you. And I know, like I told you earlier, you're pretty special to me, and I appreciate everything, and I love you, bro. All right. Appreciate it, DJ. Love you, man. Thanks for everything. Thanks for having me. All right. See y'all.